You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. PJ Glasser, Ryan Horvath, You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM. It is time for the Power Hour, final hour here on You Better You Bet. We are on twitch.tv slash betql, also on youtube.com slash odyssey sports. Been a great show so far. Make sure you go back. Listen to the You Better You Bet podcast. Kevin Sweeney joined us to talk college hoops. We also had Rick Camp on to talk NBA as well. Ryan, two games left for us to preview in NFL Wild Card Weekend, and I know one that we are both very excited for. Matthew Stafford and the Rams headed to Detroit. I don't know if I've been this excited for a playoff game to see just an atmosphere, like when the Mariners finally made the playoffs for the first time in like 22 years and they yeah. played the Astros at home, and I just I couldn't wait to see what Seattle was like. I can't wait to see what Detroit's like, man. For a home playoff game and Stafford's back, oh my goodness. It's going to be electric. Lions favored by three, minus 120. The total, 51 and a half. You absolutely love a play in this game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I bet this game already. Now at three, I don't love it as much, but at three and a half, and I figured we were going back down to three. I also have to ask you about something in this game, but I I do like the Rams in this game. I feel like everybody's going to like the Rams in this game. And like you said, I'm really excited to see what that atmosphere looks like because the Lions haven't won the division since 1992. Like Kurt Cobain, Nirvana was still on tour the last time that Detroit (laughs) hosted a playoff game or won the division. And um, I like this this, uh, Detroit team. Um... You know, offensively, obviously, Ben Johnson's going to be the hot name as far mm-hmm. as, like, head coach, uh, coaching search next year, this year. Um, but still, it's Jared Goff. I like Jared Goff when he's throwing from a clean pocket and he has a strong run game, which they have with David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. I like the offensive line enough, but I still have some questions about the defensive side of the ball for Detroit. They're able to shut down the run, and they're able to get pressure. So if they get pressure on Matthew Stafford... That's the way that you beat Matthew Stafford. Like, he's a statue, but he can make every single throw. But if he has a clean pocket, I think he's going to absolutely terrorize that secondary for Detroit. Um, You know, we've saw the last couple weeks, the passing numbers, the yardage they've given up. But do you feel like in this one, um, like, the Rams are going to be the trendy dog? Like, everybody's going to like them because of the storyline, because it's Matthew Stafford. I do. Going back to face the Lions. That's what scares me a little bit. I feel like I have not heard anybody make the case for Detroit. It does scare me, but at the same time, I have noticed that personally in the last couple of years, like even when everybody's on a side, like that side still kind of last year, you talked about this game earlier in the show, Minnesota and the Giants. Yeah. I didn't hear anybody that liked Minnesota. Everyone was on the Giants plus three and it scared me off of it. And I'm like, 
all right, everybody's on the Giants. I just, I, I don't want to bet. And sure enough, Giants end up winning that. Right, that's the NFL playoffs right now. These markets are so sharp. Yeah. There is so much money coming in that normally it would scare me, especially in a regular season game. But postseason, I just think if if you like a side, you bet it. Yeah, and I mean, I can make the case for the Rams to win this game. I can make the case for the Rams to go to the Super Bowl. To be honest with you, because there's no perfect team in the NFC, right? Like uh, Dallas, they can't win on the road. They can't stop the run. Do we trust Mike McCarthy and Dak in the playoffs? Philadelphia looks cooked right now. Tampa yes. Bay, like, does anybody expect anything from them? Detroit, right. the pass defense. Even San Francisco. Um, offensively, yeah, they could hang 35 on anybody, but defensively, they have a strong pass rush, but I don't love the secondary, and they give up explosive passes, yep. and that's what the Rams could hit you with. Like, the Rams, all of a sudden, all season long, they've been a top 10 offense, but since they got fully healthy since Kyron Williams came back. That's the number two offense in the league. And that's where you could attack Detroit, man. I mean, this year their pass defense has been bad. The only uh, pass defense in the playoffs that's allowed a top five rate of explosive pass plays. And they give up the uh, top five highest a dot. And that's what Matthew Stafford does, right? As he pushes the ball down the field with Cooper cup and with Puka, yep. all those wide receivers. So this could be a bad matchup for Detroit, man. Completely agree. And uh, that's why I like Stafford's longest completion over 38 and a half yards. Listen to his last couple games. He had an 80 yard against the Giants, 41 against the Saints, 62 against the Commanders, had a 34 against the Ravens. Keep in mind that game was raining. You're playing the Ravens defense. Hadn't played in a game in the rain in like six years. He had a 70-yarder against Cleveland, 42-yarder against Arizona. Like the last five, six games, Stafford's been just crushing this number. So, like over 38 and a half, especially against that Lions pass defense. So I think that's a really good play. Totally with you on the side. Like the Rams in the game. Like the Rams to win it outright. I think the tough part if you're betting props is figuring out which receipt, which who's the receiver that's going to be the guy in this game for the yeah. Rams, right? Like it's pick your poison. Puka's 73 and a half receiving yards. Cooper Cup, 70 and a half. Now there is certainly a world where both go over. I really don't think there's a world, though, where both guys go under, like to you against this defense. I think one of the guys is going over. I do, too. I think it's going to be Puka, personally. Yeah. I think it's going to be a Puka game, so I like him over, and uh, I like Jameer Gibbs, too, in this game. Uh, rushing, receiving. I think it's going to be a big-time Jameer Gibbs game. You know, you bring David Montgomery in, sure, for goal line situations, but, like, this is why you get Jameer Gibbs at 12 for these kind of games, games where you know you're going to have to score. His rushing receiving is 77 and a half. I, I like that. I think this is a Gibbs, Puka Nakua kind of game. No, I completely agree with you there. I was looking at the uh, receptions props, actually. So Puka's 5.5. It's minus 135 to the over. Cup 6.5, plus 120 to the over. Kind of like Puka's receptions. I like the yards, too. And then what do you think about Jameer Gibbs over three and a half receptions? I like that, too. I like that, too. I think I think Gibbs is going to be used more than Montgomery in this game. I mean, is Laporta going to be able to play in this That's game? I, I don't think he's going to be. I also don't know why Detroit played. I mean, I say this as a guy that bet the Vikings, but I don't understand, like, once guys started getting hurt, why they had to play all four quarters in that game. And I yeah. know... You know, they won the game and they covered, unfortunately. Still could have gotten that back door. Yeah. Nicky Mullins didn't throw a couple picks. If Laporta doesn't play in this game, I kind of like the Gibbs receptions a little bit more as far as the underneath stuff. You know, because I just, I don't know who else I would look at. St. Brown's receptions seem about right where they're priced every week, seven and a half. Jamison Williams is three and a half. He's kind of boomer bust. I'm going to stay away from that. So, yeah, I might look at the running back props. Kyron Williams over two and a half receptions is another thing I like here. I like all that. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, I, I just, that Stafford longest pass completion, really like, and then I'm with you. Rams on the game. I think they win it outright. So give me the Rams 
plus the points. I think anything over three is a good bet. You think they're going to be able to get stops in this game? I was looking at the total 51 and a half. I'm guessing this is going to be one of more uh, one of the more bet overs because yeah. it's these two offenses. Yeah. And it's Stafford going against his former team. The reason I like the Rams in the game is just because, A, of the playoff experience. But I think both offenses cancel each other out. I think they're pretty comparable. They're pretty even. I trust the Rams defense more to get stops. And then I trust McVay more than I trust Campbell. I think Campbell, his aggre- aggression at times can cost them, right? We saw that in the Dallas game. Where it's like, all right, I love the decision to go for two. Once there's that penalty, you got to kick. I think everybody agrees with that. I think that's where he gets hurt in situations like that. We forget Sean McVay's coached in two Super Bowls already. Yeah. Like, the guy knows what it takes. He's won with Stafford before. Like, these kind of environments, they're not going to be shied away from it. Detroit is going to be so amped up and ready to go for a game like this. So, uh, yeah, man, I I like the Rams in a spot like this. I, th- I think they're the better team. I think they're better on defense, I, and I trust them uh, more with their head coach and Sean McVay. It's so crazy that we're getting this matchup, though, right? Because the Rams had to move on from Jared Goff because he couldn't push the ball down the field, so you get Matthew Stafford, who can yeah. make every single throw. They get the Super Bowl, but Goff goes to Detroit, and now he's a winner, and they're hosting a playoff game. I mean, this is the best storyline. This is the perfect storyline. You think it's better than Flacco against the Ravens? Like, which game would you be more excited for? I got to say this one, man. Because I always really liked Stafford as a Green Bay guy. We would see him twice every single year. And, I mean, they only went to the playoffs, what, twice with him. Um, But, I mean, that was always... He had a new offensive coordinator, a new head coach, like, every other year. And look at the guys he had. Matt Patricia... And then the defense was always a big letdown. And then he finally gets a shot. But like with Jared Goff, you could almost say the same thing. They, everybody wrote him off. Yep. Um, noodle alarm Goff. He can't push the ball down the field. But in this offense, he's been great. So I'm going to go with this one, man. Because, I mean, we talk about Stafford, the revenge game, him going back home, his wife posting the video. But this is also a big revenge game for Jared Goff. Like, did you ever think Jared Goff would be in this spot? No. The quarterback of a team that won a division hosting a playoff game? I nope. didn't. Nope. Like, I thought he was cooked. I thought, okay, he'll start a couple games here in Detroit. He'll be the bridge quarterback, and then it'll end up being like Teddy Bridgewater or right. Hennon Hooker or something like that. No, he's held on to the job. He has. He's probably going to have the job next year again. Yeah. We'll see what he looks like when Ben Johnson leaves to become a head coach. But, yeah, also they're, like, not the same quarterback because Stafford has the stronger arm. I think he's the better quarterback. But both quarterbacks are the same guy as far as what you could do defensively to make him uncomfortable. No they both um not great under pressure. Yep. That's when they have the turnover worthy throws. And Detroit does have a really good pass rush. So if they're able to get after Stafford, he could have a couple turnovers in this game, but they just don't really turn the ball over. They've only lost seven fumbles this season. Mm-hmm. So yeah, anything over a field goal, I like the Rams. And I can make the case for them to win this game, but I just feel like they're the trendy pick. It's going to be really good. I agree with you. I think they are trendy. All right, then the final game of Wild Card Weekend, Monday night, Eagles at the Bucks, Philly. Laying three, the total is 43 and a half. I think this is my favorite total of wild card re- weekend. I really like the over in this game at 43 and a half. I just, I can see this being a 24-21 kind of game. And that gets us to 45. That gets us an over. I can't trust this Eagles secondary and this defense right now. On the flip side, I do think the Eagles put up some points. Baker Mayfield has been has been great at home this season. Mike Evans bet his props. Like Mike Evans' home road splits this year have just been have been crazy. Uh, so when those props drop, I look forward to betting Evans. But I think both offenses are going to be able to score. I know Mayfield struggled last week against Carolina, but that was a road game. I know he struggled against the Saints. After all the great performances he had had in a row, like you could see that coming. If I had to play the game, I would probably take the Eagles. I just think... 
that they were a team. They were 10 and one. They went through that stretch where they had so many tough games week after week after week. And sometimes, Ryan, teams that just know they're in the playoffs, like they just kind of coast at the end of the year, right? Mentally, they're not there. Even when they were winning all those games, we knew that they were fraudulent to some extent. Yeah. And right now, man, they have just hit such rock bottom that everybody is counting out this Eagles team. Yeah. So I kind of like them to win. I, I like them to win. I would probably take a minus a three if I had to play it, but the over is my favorite play because even though I, I like the Eagles' offense to figure it out a little bit, that defense is a mess right now. I think Tampa's going to be able to score, and I think Philly scores as well. Yeah, that's the thing. Like last year, the defense was top five, number four uh, EPA. Like this year, they're 30th, right? Like the Crazy. defense, I mean, you could get them in the slot, you could get them across the middle. They can't really defend the middle of the field. Point differential, obviously not the same team as last year, just plus 22. Um, but still, like, if you look at the nerd stats, they're still top 10 in offense. They don't really throw the ball across the middle. Like, that's the difference. You're one with Jalen. I thought there was, like, a whole side of the field he couldn't throw the ball to. Last year, he made all the throws. They had the run game. They used multiple backs. This year, it's just not the same team. But still, I'm waiting for an opportunity to fade the Eagles, or I was, because uh, they're not the same team as last year. But I just don't know if it's this week with Todd Bowles in a beat-up Baker Mayfield. Yeah. I know Jalen's hurt right now, but Baker Mayfield's also not healthy. Mm-hmm. And do we trust Todd Bowles, even at home, in this game, and this Tampa team, to be the team that knocks out Philly? Yeah. Like, I know that they're not the same team as last year. I know the last couple weeks they've been atrocious, but I don't know, man. I still think Philly gets the job done. I like this a lot better on the drive-in when it was two and a half. The threes have popped, and I think that that makes sense. But, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the number makes sense. Like, you know, even at two and a half, it made complete sense. If anything, maybe Tampa Bay, if you're power rating these teams, I think they're the better team. Like, not only just point differential, the way that they're trending right now, and they're eight and three against the spread as dogs this year, Tampa is. They're the best ATS team as dogs this year. But I don't know. I I couldn't do it with them. I I would only play Philly in this game. I would agree. Isn't it funny how for the second year in a row, Tampa gets an NFC East team at home, right? And a lot of people kind of like the Bucks with Brady last year as home dogs. Dallas comes in there and just whoops them, right? I don't know if Philly's going to do that, but I don't know, Ryan. There's there's so much talent on that Eagles offense. I know A.J. Brown's dinged up, yeah. but uh, I think right now that Giants game too, with the way that that first half went, there, there's a lot of veterans in that locker room who know what it takes to get to a Super Bowl. I mean, they were there just last year. So I got to rely on the experience of Philly. Baker's look great at times these last couple weeks. He's kind of reminded us that he, he's still Baker Mayfield at the end of the day. I, I just I like the over, though. I think we're going to get some points in this game. As bad as Philly is, you got to look at the rest of the NFC, right? Would it shock you if Philly won this week and if Philly was able to win a couple more playoff games? I would be shocked if they went back to the Super Bowl, if they were able to. I, I don't think they could beat San Francisco. I think that's Agreed. a terrible matchup. Agreed. Like That's the reason I like the Niners so much in the NFC. The only other team I could really make the case for is the Rams, as crazy as that sounds, yeah. just because of the way, like, the issues that these teams have defensively. Like, the Eagles, the middle of the field, San Francisco is going to cook you because they have George Kittle, they have Christian McCaffrey. If you play man defense, they're going to kill you with Debo. If you play zone, they're going to kill you with Brandon Ayuk, who's awesome. And um, so I, I just think that that's a bad matchup. Same thing with Dallas. Like, San Francisco torched Dallas, same thing, because they have McCaffrey and they have Kittle and they have all those guys that could terrorize right. you in the middle of the field. But, um, like, I wouldn't be shocked if Philly beat Dallas, even if they went into Dallas and beat Dallas. I won't be shocked if they beat Tampa. The only team I'd be shocked if Philly beat would be San Francisco. Agreed. So I'm, just, I'm not ready to write them completely off because 
What if the Niners do get upset in one of these games? Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if Philly did make a little bit of a run. As bad as they look right now, just because the NFC is so weak. I don't want it to happen because then we're going to get a terrible Super Bowl. Like, if they have to play Buffalo or Baltimore, I I think they get beat by double digits. But, yeah, I'm not ready to write off the Eagles, as bad as it looks right now. Just because of the matchup that they got. I would have loved them to, like, if it's Eagles-Rams, I'm betting the Rams. But I don't want to do it with Tampa. Not at three. I would need a bigger number. All right, we're going to keep this discussion going because it's a good one. We're going to talk about the AFC, NFC, how we see the playoffs shaking out. PJ Glasser, Ryan Horvat, You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. The Power Hour rolls on. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> on the BetQL Network.